بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين وعلى آله وصحبه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا إلى يوم الدين أما بعد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد وَلَنَبَلُوَنَّكُمْ بِشَيْءٍ مِّنَ الْخَوْفِ وَالْجُوعِ وَنَقَصٍ مِّنَ الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَنْفُسِ وَالثَّمَرَاتِ وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ صدق الله العظيم Continuing uh, with our series on the Book of Wisdoms by Ibn Ata'illah al-Iskandari uh, with the commentary by Shaykh Abdullah Gangohi called uh, the Ikmal al-Shiyam uh, We are on Wisdom number 24 which is on page 190 today uh, for those who are following with the book page 190, wisdom number 24. Uh, Ibn Ata'illah says, لَا تَسْتَغْرِبْ وَقُوعَ الْأَكْدَارِ لَا تَسْتَغْرِبْ وَقُوعَ الْأَكْدَارِ مَا دُمْتَ فِي هَذِهِ الدَّارِ فَإِنَّهَا مَا أَبْرَزَتْ إِلَّا مَا هُوَ مُسْتَحَقُّ وَصْفِهَا وَوَاجِبُ نَعْتِهَا فَإِنَّهَا مَا أَبْرَزَتْ إِلَّا مَا هُوَ مُسْتَحَقُّ وَصْفِهَا وَوَاجِبُ نَعْتِهَا this is uh, the, the next um, two or three wisdoms uh, in this series. They're very, very, very relevant to our situation at present, though they're relevant at all times throughout each person's life because they are essentially uh, an understanding of the foundation uh, of this universe, of this life rather, one of the principles of this life to understand this. And if and I believe, I believe through personal experience that once we've understood this, life becomes a lot more predictable and a lot more easier to deal with. And it really, really helps to remove a lot of undue grief, undue sorrow, undue concerns. And it really helps to plan ahead and understand when things happen. When everybody else is confused, you will not be confused. If we understand this, then we will have no confusion, no hesitation, no surprise when lots of other people are wondering what's happening. So, inshallah, uh, this is what Ibn Ata'illah says, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala benefit us through his words. He's saying, so long as you are in this world, be not surprised at the existence of sorrows. So long as you are in this world, be not surprised at the existence of sorrows. For truly, it, meaning the world, manifests nothing but what is in keeping with its character or its inevitable nature. For truly, the world manifests nothing but what is in keeping with its character and its inevitable nature. Meaning the world only produces that which it was created for. The nature upon which it was created, the characteristics that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave to it, that's exactly the way the world works and that's the exact way it functions. So don't ever be surprised about anything uh, that this world throws at you. Especially the existence of sorrows, which is one of the most discon disconcerting things for a lot of people. This is not something that you must be surprised by because it's part and parcel of the nature of this world. Otherwise, a person is deluded if they don't understand this. So, this essentially what he's saying here is that as long as you are in this world, then don't, just don't be surprised of these things. 
Now, uh, to explain that briefly, when a person is understanding that the unexpected difficulties, suffering, misery, grief, sorrow, all of these things can be part of the world because we have all experienced them in the past at some time or the other. They've happened to us. So then when it happens again, why do we get so surprised? The only thing I can think of of why we get surprised is because we don't want them to happen. I mean, nobody does. I mean, that's why we do have a dua. Uh, we've been encouraged to make a dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for well-being. So we want well-being, no doubt. But when a difficulty does happen, we need to realize that it, it's going to happen. And if we learn to deal with it, then it won't, have, it won't, it won't be too difficult anymore. For example, let's just say you buy something new, a new machinery of some sort, and there's something that goes wrong with it. Something casually just goes wrong with it. And you're like, I need to find out where to fix this. So you need to call up, you need to check online, you need to check other places. Oh, there's a part that's missing, all right? There's a part that's missing. Generally, the reviews tell us that uh, this part in this particular product, it goes, it wears out quite easily. So you can, you can buy them, right? You can buy a part. So you, after doing all of this research and review, you find out the best place to buy the parts, you order a part and you fix it and you go on. Now the next time that same product uh, with that same part breaks, right? If it needs a replacement, you will have maybe 10%, if that much, of the grief and the concern you had the first time around. You've got the experience now. Now, if, you're, if you were clever enough and you knew that this is something you're going to use often and this part could break again, you probably ordered one or two extra pieces. It's right there. You've got it. Or you know where to order it. You don't have to spend a whole day or two or asking around what, what's going on in this and feeling like, did I get conned? Did I get swindled? Um, did I get shortchanged by somebody? You know, you know what to do now. That This is a normal thing. This happens. There's no way. You know, there's no way it's not going to happen. So you've prepared for it. You're not surprised anymore. That's exactly the way of different sufferings in this world. As long as we understand them, then they stop giving us grief. And there's a huge benefit to that. There's a huge benefit to that. The problem with grief, the problem with surprise, the problem with feeling sorrowful and anxiety is that it affects every part of your life. This is a problem. You know, when you're not used to it, when you're not expecting it, when, when then it disconcerts you and it makes you feel like, why me? That's, that's the worst part of it. Like, why me? Then what's going to happen is you don't enjoy speaking to people. You then get concerned about everything. You don't even enjoy worship anymore. It just spoils your whole routine of your day. So if we don't understand it, it's a very shaitani thing, actually. Shaitan likes to cause grief. Allah mentions it in the Quran. Shaitan gives you fear of these things. Because what it does is that when you have fear, undue fear, and you don't know how to deal with it, then your worship of Allah and your devotion, that gets affected. That means it's actually against the one understanding and declaring the oneness of Allah. That's why if we understand what's going to happen, that it's going to happen, then, alhamdulillah, it just makes life easy. There still will be a bit of grief because it does create instability in your life. There's no doubt. I mean, let's just say you're walking and you hit your foot to something and there's a pain. It bleeds maybe. There is going to be some inconvenience. 
So it's not like you can just deal with it. Okay, I, you know, the whole blood, uh, your whole body is blooded and you're just carrying on as though nothing happened. No, that's not the idea. That's not reasonable. That's not the way of this world. There is going to be inconvenience. There can be inconvenience. But psychologically, you don't mentally break down. You know, you're like, it's from Allah. It's the nature of this world. It's going to happen. There is COVID. It's going to affect people. And it's amazing how COVID affects different people. You know, subhanAllah, after having personally experienced it, it's just strange. You get, you get some families where everybody gets affected. Now, while there is some prediction, uh, that there is some understanding about what it does, that the older the person is, then they, there's more of a chance of uh, actually dying from this and being in a critical state with this, and the younger you are, like children. However, uh, despite that, um, there are still very young people who are dying. I mean, I know of several people who are younger than me that passed away and people who are just a bit older than me, like three, four, five years older than me, like uh, Sheikh in Luton just passed away. I'm sure he was no more than three, four, five. May Allah bless him and his family and give patience to everybody, uh, to all, uh, um, all, all the loved ones that people have left behind. May Allah grant them beautiful patience and increase their ajr. But he was only about four, five, maybe years older than me. Right? Then what happens is that there's one person who told me that um, his daughter brought it in from school. The family all had symptoms, but he tested negative and his wife tested positive, yet he had systems, uh, symptoms, whether you can call that a flaw in the test or whatever the case is. And they weren't doing much isolation, yet they had, they had symptoms. Some had it worse than others. In my case, I had symptoms um, and... Uh, we, and, you know, we didn't really know what it was in the beginning, so there wasn't much, I, there wasn't much isolation, to be honest, uh, with the rest of the family, but nobody else got it. Then when somebody does get it, it affects them in different ways. Some people just get headaches. Some people have a temperature. Some people get a sore throat. Some people lose their taste and smell. Alhamdulillah, I, didn't, I, I got a bit of temperature and a bit of backache, but other than that, alhamdulillah, it was nothing else. Yet, there's other people who get it differently. It's unpredictable what's going to happen with it. There are some common symptoms. There's some level of understanding of what it is. But it's up to Allah at the end of the day. What we have to understand from this is that there's lots of things in this world that when you do them, there's going to be a certain effect. That's the custom of Allah. That's how He's made it. And that's why we avoid those things. For example, if somebody shoots somebody in the head, they're probably going to die most of the time. But sometimes they may not just in case it just re, you know, misses the critical part. Sometimes somebody really, really uh, you know, clubs somebody on the head. They're probably going to die, but some people survive or with just brain damage or, or, or without that. It just depends. You shoot somebody in the heart, they're most likely going to die. Right? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's up to him and he's told, you know, th there's a certain understanding. So likewise with COVID, there's an understanding that you do catch it from others. But... There are so many families that a person has got it, there was no isolation and the others didn't catch it. I'm not saying that that's what you must do. You obviously take precautions because, you know, we're not supposed to be foolish and silly and so bold that we take risks for no reason. But sometimes obviously in the house it's difficult to completely isolate. But what's interesting is that it's up to Allah. That's what I want to point out from this, that it's up to Allah. You know, I got it, nobody else in my family got it. They were all negative. Right? They were all negative. So it's up to Allah. You know, we did try to be careful. I did try to eat separately and so on. 
right? But by the time we actually found out that I was positive, it was a bit too late. But alhamdulillah, nobody got it. And then the other person I know was saying that he had symptoms, but he's negative. Now that could be a test problem. Subhanallah. It's up to Allah at the end of the day. We must be careful, but our hope and trust is in Allah that Allah make this less. And we use, you know, whatever natural and other medicines that we can. All of that is within tawakkul, but the main thing is that it's up to Allah. Allah, Allah knows how exactly this COVID is going to affect different people. It's just part of the nature of this world. Allah has determined it. Now, of course, there's bigger issues of why this particular um, why this particular disease or this illness, has, this virus has come around and affected you know, the whole world in a way that everybody uh, is speaking about getting vaccinated and there's like a whole effort uh, for all the countries of the world to do something about this. There's obviously, that's a whole different subject. That's a bigger subject to deal with. But going back to our discussion today, <clears throat> the Sheikh says, so long as you are in this world, just don't be surprised at the existence of sorrows. For the world only, only manifests that which is part of its characteristic. That is what its function is. It's just part of the makeup of this world. So in Arabic, he says, لا تستغرب وقوء الأقدار. For those who understand Arabic, لا تستغرب comes from the concept of استغراب. Which essentially means that um, seeing and deeming something to be strange, unusual, gharib, unusual, a stranger of some sort, right? So don't think it's strange. Don't think it's strange. Just, just think it's normal, you know, for difficulties to happen. And the wording he uses for, uh, for sorrows is the word akdar, right? Um, which is obviously a plural and it comes from anything that would the real meaning of qadr or kudura is essentially muddiness cloudiness in something so when water becomes cloudy or muddy then there's akdar in there right there's kudura in there right so what that basically means that if that happens to your your behavior if that happens to your perspective if that happens to your feelings then that means that it's you know, your, your feelings don't get muddy, they become, what, 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 what that is a metaphor for is worry, sorrow, right? Annoyance, distress, irritation, grief, uh, offense, disturbance. So all of these things are going to happen. You know, we've all experienced disturbance sometimes. We've all experienced irritation. We've all experienced distress and offense and worry and sorrow and grief and anxiety we all have these experiences he says it's only in keeping with its wasf and its na'at in arabic which they both really just mean characteristics except that one of them uh, probably means a kind of a permanent intrinsic characteristic of it and the other one is something that happens to it sometimes and not all times so for for example um, if people die in this world, that's a characteristic of this world. Everything perishes. Right? You see anything, it will get old. It will get worn out. It will get rusty. Like you keep silver for a while without using it, it will get rusty. Right? There's some oxidization or something that happens and you have to clean it. That's just the nature of this world. Carpets get worn. People 
get old and then they die or they die without getting old. It's just the nature of this world. So these are intrinsic aspects. You can't escape this in this world. And sickness is another intrinsic aspect. There's a weakness, right? So whether that be a slight sickness, superficial sickness, or a really serious illness. And then <clears throat> there's obviously other things like challenges, difficulties, aggravations, disturbances, problems. Um, you know, there's like earthquakes, there are floods, there are all of these aspects. So all of these things kind of happen. So the adab of this world, the etiquette of this world for a believer, the believer's perspective in this world needs to be that they are not surprised by any of this because all of this is just a manifestation of the nature of this world. These are all expressions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's power. These are all expressions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's message to this world. To show that he is in control. To show that he can do as he wishes. To show that he will run the world as he wishes and we have to just fit in there somehow and do our best. Because this is not the world that has been promised to be all rosy. That's paradise. That's the abode of gardens under which rivers will flow. And you will never have concern, never have a grief, never have jealousy, never have envy, never have greed. And you will get whatever you want. That's a different world. That's not this world. And this is the biggest mistake people make that they think of this world. They try to make this world a small paradise or a big paradise. They don't realize they're doing that. They want everything to be perfect. It's, an, it's within human. I think humans are born for paradise, subhanAllah. I think humans are born for paradise. We are because we started in paradise. Adam alayhi salam, how alayhi salam started in paradise. So I think everybody has this desire for paradise. But this is where we get deluded, right? We've got this innate desire for paradise. But the paradise is in the hereafter and we're supposed to be working towards it. But the short-sighted ones start making this world into a paradise. Allahumma salli ala sayyidina. The, the small, the, 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 the shallow-minded, the short-sighted, they make this world a paradise, they forget the real paradise. And this is the mistake they make, and then, then we have troubles. But otherwise, to be in paradise, I think we all want to be. Even a disbeliever wants to be in paradise, that's why he tries to make this world a paradise. Right? That's why the Prophet said <clears throat> that this world is a paradise for the, uh, for the disbeliever. Because that's what they do. They want it too fast. They've not realized where real paradise is. And they're trying to make this world. Subhanallah. So now when different things happen, uh, if bad things or difficult things, you know, like bad to us, sorrowful, anguish, if that takes place, then that is just Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's might being manifested. That's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's expression of His kudra, of His power, omnipotence. This world is... Uh, Ahwal, not ahwal, ahwal, ahwal as well. But ahwal, which basically means frights, shocks, dismay, horror. It's a place of separations. Doesn't matter who it is or what it is, you're going to be separated one day. It's the nature of this world, it's going to happen. It's a place of transfer because it's a temporary abode. There is a, a narration, long narration, a transmission, it says that. O oh people, this 
world, inna hadhihi dar daru tawa. This world is a world of destruction. It's a world of demise. It's a world to end, essentially. La daru istiwa. Not a place that will remain constant and remain forever, remain permanent. Wamanzilu tarah. It is a place and an abode for anguishes, for difficulties, for sorrows. La manzilu farah. Not a place of just excitement. Yes, there will be times of excitement, but just not always 100%. فَمَنْ عَرَفَهَا لَمْ يَفْرَحْ لِرَخَائِهَا Anybody who's truly recognized this world will never get overly excited and exult over the goodness that happens. You take it in your stride. You enjoy it. You say, Alhamdulillah. But you don't start thinking that I am the most, uh, you know, nothing's going to happen to me type of person. Don't exult over it. And any misfortune that happens, a person is not going to be grieved. Like completely taken off, completely taken aback. There, were, there could be some sorrow. That's the, the Prophet ﷺ wept at the demise of his uh, uh, grandchild. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's no complaint. They understand, but it's a natural reaction to feel bad about something. That's fine. But you don't lose it. أَلَا وَإِنَّ اللَّهَ خَلَقَ الدُّنْيَا دَارَ بَلْوَىٰ وَالْآخِرَةَ دَارَ عُقْبَىٰ Know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created this world as a place for tests and trials and difficulties and challenges. And the hereafter as a place for rewards and compensation. فَجَعَلَ بَلْوَىٰ الدُّنْيَا لِثَوَابِ الْآخِرَةِ سَبَبًا So now he tells us the nature of why difficulties happen. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He designated the difficulties and the challenges of this dunya and made them a source for the reward of the hereafter if a person deals with them in the right way and the reward of the hereafter is a payment is a compensation for tolerating these difficulties so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes away in this world so that he can give you in the hereafter amazing Allah takes away, removes, and deprives in this world so that He can give you in the hereafter, where it's much more valuable. You're like, why doesn't He just give it to me in this world? Sorry, that's not the design of this world. That's not what Allah intended. Shout as much as you want. Cry as much as you want. Go to the UN High Commission. Go to the World Court. Doesn't make a difference. Get petitions, you know, social media campaign. Why can't this world be different? We want a different president, we want a different rule. It's not going to happen. You can do that with Trump, right? Twitter's banned him finally, right? Because they know he's on his way out anyway, right? But you can't do that with Allah. That's just not what's going to happen, right? And he tests you so that he can reward you. That's the people who understand tests. Then he is going to reward them. Otherwise, people fall by. وَإِنَّهَا لَسَرِيعَةُ التَّوَىٰ But remember this dunya is very, it's going to be very quick to go eventually, right? You know, years pass by. وَشِيكَةُ الْإِنْقِلَابِ There's a lot of change. There's a nature of the world is to just, there's a lot of alteration and change in this world. Look how the world has changed in the last year. More than decades. Just look at, you know, the, the travel and everything, the meeting with others that you're, you're scared to touch someone. And you know, after we finish, after this finishes, inshallah, one day, it's going to be a big task 
for ulama to bring back the importance of Jumu'ah in the masjid. Right? Because people have just, subhanAllah, there's a, there's a, lot, of, there's a lot of detriment to this disease, this illness. You know, bringing people back to the masjid. You know, subhanAllah. And there's a lot of other things. فَاحْذَرُوا حَلَاوَةَ رَضَائِهَا لِمَرَارَةِ فِطَامِهَا So he says, Beware of the sweetness of the nursing, meaning beware of the sweetness of the pleasure you get from this world because of, because of the fear of the day you'll have to leave that. So the child, they shouldn't, the, the child doesn't know, but the child really enjoys suckling and getting the milk. And it's very difficult when they have to wean them off. So just like that, be careful of drinking from this world because of the fear and the bitterness that you'll experience of having to depart from it and to seize. And just abandon the pleasures or the early pleasures that you get because of the difficulties of what may come later if you do it in the wrong way. Don't put all of your efforts in developing an abode, a place, which Allah has predestined and decreed absolutely for its desolation. If you're going to do it, do it for the sake of living and for the sake of the hereafter. You can, you can um, inhabit this world as long as it's done for the right reason. Don't be so indulgent in it when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told you to abstain from love for it. Such that you then have to confront the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his wrath. Or that you become worthy of his punishment. Junaid al-Baghdadi rahimahullah, he said, I never, I am never surprised and taken aback by that which comes to me of this world, whatever experience happens. Because I made a principle for myself. Like, you know, I've made my own living principle. That basically, this is an abode of griefs, of concerns, of tests, and of temptations. And the whole alam, there's evil available in it. So once you know that, then it's easy for you to deal with it. And then he says, it is part of the world that it's going to throw to me those things. It's going to throw at me those things which I dislike. So now... If it throws at me those things which I like, right? Now, I know that the nature of the world is going is to throw at me a lot of difficulties. I know that, right? We know that as well, really, if you think about it. We don't want it to happen, but we know it, it happens. So I know it's going to happen in the future as well. But if it then does throw at me something which is good, then that's grace. Then I say thanks. Otherwise, the default is the first one that is going to be difficulties. We don't live to suffer, remember that. But if suffering comes, then we deal with it. We need to be strong enough for that. So, 
Abu Sulaiman al-Darani, he once said to another person, Ahmad ibn Abi al-Hawari, he said, Ahmad, a bit of ju'un qalil, a bit of hunger is going to happen. You know, you may need, be in need of clothing sometimes. Wadhulun qalil, sometimes you may be disgraced. Wasabrun qalil, and a bit of patience. Waqad in qadat anka ayyamud dunya. And that is how the dunya is going to, the days of the world are going to pass by. All of these bits of things are going to happen. It's only a bit at the end of the day compared to the hereafter. Eventually, the dunya will pass away. So that's why the one who's recognized this, and this is what is being taught here, that if you know Allah and the way His system is in the world, this is just about knowing Allah. If you know that, then don't ever get surprised. Don't ever get surprised about what's going to happen in this world of the difficulties and the griefs and so on. He's saying that the people who are just initiates, just beginners, they are people who only recognize Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when good things are happening. So they're, they're happy. When difficulties happen, they're off balance. And he said, that's not good enough. If you want to get higher and closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you need to have recognition of Allah and what to do. In whatever situation it is. And at that time you need to be calm. And you need to still maintain the etiquette. And you need to still be satisfied. And you need to still submit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even at those times. See, everything comes from Allah. The good things that happen to you, they come from Allah. And the difficulties that you may face also come from Allah. They're all coming from the same place. So when you think of it in that way, the way Ayyub used to think of it, when he had difficulties, that it's all coming from Allah, then your focus goes to Allah rather than the issue. And then after that, you just feel much more safer. Because anybody that gets in touch with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they're made to feel very safe. Irritations and inconveniences may be there, but they will know that all of this, inna ma'al usri yusra, everything will change. That's why that's the difference between a sadiq, somebody who just believes and who's confirmed the truth of the message, and the one who's really internalized it was called a siddiq. This is the difference. You know, if we look at ourselves, I mean, not disbelievers, but we look at even believers who do get a bit out of control when these things happen and they start complaining and they're wondering. So at the end of the day, the, the, the sadiq is the person who uh, has believed but it's not fully internalized. That's the Siddiq. He never gets, he never has any uncertainty, uncertainty about this. This is what Shaykh Abdullah Gangohi explains in his commentary about this. And as long as you are in this world, do not be surprised at difficulties, misfortunes, and sorrows. O traveler, O worshipper, O devotee, while you are in this earthly abode, do not feel surprised if clouds and contamination settle over you. An amazing and surprising event is only something that is not expected to transpire. That, can, that is what's going to be surprising. Regarding the misfortunes and calamities of the world, nothing surprising happens. Such events are merely the natural manifestations of the attributes of the world. Contamination and pollution are the natural and necessary characteristics of the world since Allah Most High has created it created them as a trial and a test to distinguish between the patient and the impatient and between the knowers and the, those who are unaware and between the grateful and the ungrateful. That's the purpose of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So now we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us this insight 
this understanding and it makes life much easier you know i wish i get more of this the dunya will become even easier but really really this really changes perspective you have to change this paradigm and then you'll see that a lot of things in this world will become so much easier then you'll realize that all of these years that you've been sorrowful for no reason you've been wondering you know you've been disconcerted for no reason you've been crying and wailing and you've had endless sleepless nights you've lost weight you've not enjoyed the world you've not enjoyed your food you've had suspicions about everybody all of that will disappear this is it, this is just a paradigm change you need to have and this is what this book does may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless the author and the commentator and everybody else that has uh, helped to get this to us so may Allah give us the tawfiq. Always, always be looking at yourself. May Allah give us the tawfiq. Allahumma anta salam wa minka salam tabarakta yadha al-jalali wal-ikram. Allahumma salli wa sallim ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ahli Sayyidina Muhammad wa barik wa sallim. Yadha al-jalali wal-ikram. Ya ma'dina al-judi wal-karam. Ya khayra al-mas'uleen wa ya khayra al-mu'teen. Wa ya arhamar rahimeen. Ya Allah, ya Allah, ya Allah, ya Allah, have mercy upon us. Ya Allah, we need your generosity. We need your forgiveness. We need your benevolence. Oh Allah, you are full of generosity and benevolence. Oh Allah, you are full of mercy. Your mercy is more than all the mercies in this world. Oh Allah, we need a part of this mercy. Oh Allah, how long will these difficulties remain for? Oh Allah, we ask that you remove this sickness and this pandemic and this illness. Oh Allah, make us worthy of your mercy. Oh Allah, remove from us our ailments, our our sins, O oh Allah, our wrongdoings, our shortcomings, O oh Allah, we've been full of them. We've been full of difficult. We've been full of problems, O oh Allah. We've been full of black spots on our heart, O oh Allah, O oh Allah. Remove these, purify us, O oh Allah. Remove and forgive us our sins that have brought miseries in our home, difficulties in our life, darknesses, and estrangements oh allah people breaking up with one another oh allah people cannot people are not tolerating one another oh allah bring back the mercy in our homes oh allah bring back the mercy in our homes oh allah bring back the blessings in our homes oh allah you've given many of us much abundant material wealth oh allah we ask that you make this a source of mercy for us and blessing for us. Do not make it a source of wrong. Do not make it a source of deprivation. Do not make it a source of sin. Oh Allah, protect us from using the very same wealth you have given us to disobey you. Oh Allah, oh Allah, what a blasphemy, what a violation that is. Oh Allah, protect us and our and our families and our progenies until the day of judgment. Oh Allah, those who have departed for whatever reason, under whatever cause, O oh Allah, we ask that you grant them forgiveness and elevation. O oh Allah, there's a, there are a lot of people who have just informed us of many of their family members passing away and dying, and our uh, local brothers and local, local members. O oh Allah, we ask that you grant them maghfirah, and you grant beautiful patience to their loved ones. O oh Allah, those who have told us to make dua for them, O oh Allah, bless them abundantly. O oh Allah, bless us abundantly. O oh Allah, bless the entire Ummah abundantly. O oh Allah, make us true human beings, true Muhammadis, true followers of the tradition of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. O oh Allah, grant us beneficial knowledge and keep us away from wasting time and wasted knowledge and redundant knowledge. O oh Allah, we ask that you 
Bless the entire ummah and make us sources of good and accept us for the service of your deen. Oh Allah, accept from us. Oh Allah, accept from us. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifuna wa salamun alal mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa rahmatika ya arhamar rahimin.